stretch out Think your skin can bring you so much pain Now I hear you say You got the best of both ways Won't you come and take a walk in my shoes And tell me if you take my place Under the Hey guys, and uh, welcome to the September edition, the delayed edition of uh, Shoe Geeks. And uh, I'm joined with uh, my co-host, uh, Julian Spence, over in Anglesey. Um, how are you going with the knee, Julian? And obviously, Bree's due in about five or six days, so you've got a couple of days of freedom left. How are you spending it? It doesn't feel like freedom. It feels like we're just like nervous and anxious and everything is... Well, we can't go too far and we're worried about what's about to happen. So I don't, I'm trying to get all my work done so that I can have a few days where I don't have to answer emails or whatever. That would That's be hard idea. for you, wouldn't it? Did you take your computer to the, the um, hospital with you? No, I didn't actually. Um, we, we stayed in for eight days in the hospital as well. Holy so. Shit. Yeah, Christine had a, a bit of a, like, I mean, obviously it's, it's not worth talking about it now, but I had a, like a few complications which required us to stay for a bit longer. So our work wasn't even a thought at the time. So, okay, and um, no doubt Tommy, who's had two children already, um, um, who's joined with me over in, uh, well, Walker Street Podiatry over in Sydney, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming working, not giving people COVID jabs. Uh, how are you going at the moment, Tommy? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm going all right, thanks. Yep. Yeah, can't complain. Here's a bit of a fun fact, mate. You ran more this weekend than I did for the whole week. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I reckon you ran more than most around. people. How about you, Nitta, two weeks ago saying you're, you're never running again? Uh, yeah, that's the norm. Um, so, okay. no, ham, hamstring tear. No, I'm back jogging. It's, it seems to be fine. So, And I've got plenty of new shoes as well to wear at the moment, So, which I is think- good. I think since the last episode, I've had a knee surgery and it has retired and come back within yep. the last time we've recorded. Yep. That's it. And What's Tom, you've uh, I've briefly communicated with the wife. You've applied for an, potentially uh, a, an exemption to travel for a marathon. Is that right? Yeah. Ooh. Keeping yeah. options open. Where do at? You t- do you want to tell us a bit more? Um, I answered Valencia. So it's fifth of December. Mm. Um, yep. I'll do. I'd I'd be more inclined to do Melbourne, um, which is the week after, if I can get there. If it's on, and if I can get there, I'll, I'll just mm-hmm. stay here and do that. Makes sense. But, yep. Yeah. It's I a can... late. It's going to be a late call, though. I think to to know about. I know. Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to book like anything else, be, like until last minute. Anyway, I've entered, but you know. I'm not going yep. to book flights till last minute. Well, you, you've done most of the running, Tom. Tell us what you've been wearing. Tell us how you've been spending your, your miles. What have you been wearing? 
Um, yeah, there's nothing new. I don't think I was trying to think about it. There's nothing um, too new or exciting since we last chatted like a month or so ago. Um, I've just been, I guess, for my easy stuff, just rotating through a couple of the ASICs range. So then still still using Nova Blast, um, mm -hmm. the Nimbus Lite 2. Really mm -hmm. like that shoe. So doing a fair bit in that. Um, How much did you get out of that balance. shoe, Tom? How much did you get uh, out of that Nimbus Lite 2? Like, to be honest, I've almost finished my last pair. So I, I get probably about 500 or four, okay. maybe 450. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's starting. The forefoot starting to to bottom out a bit. Um, I put yep. I put a, um, a sock liner from another shoe into it. <laughs> It'll probably <laughs> extend the feeling of the cushion for another fifty k. I don't know. Uh, it's, yep. it's dying. Um, mm. uh, new yeah, so New Balance. I'm wearing the. Uh, I'm using a bit of the Vongo Five uh, mm. and the Rebel. Um, you wouldn't the Rebel, the Rebel Vongo out. What's up? You wouldn't bottom out the Vongo. No, no bottom. No, no. Vongo's Vongo's going all right. Yeah. The um, um the V two. You're talking about the Rebel V two, aren't you? V two. Yep. And yep. you ran two two almost two and a half hours in that today, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Remember you we got had it, a, we... got it with you. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Hmm. It's wearing okay. Hey, that's I've not probably done about. That's not the Vongo in the uh, the Tempo Journal article. Well, you no, the Pebble one? you want the Vongo? The, they said, no, not the Vongo. The, oh, you had the Vongo in the Tempo Journal article, didn't you? Talking about the posting. The Vongo, yep. the Vongo was in the Tempo article, yeah. So what, what makes you wear a Rebel V2 for a two-and-a-half-hour run? Um, you, you, I like to do my – I like long runs. I mean, today was a bit slow, but um, usually it's a little bit of a faster long run. Um, mm -hmm. I like something a little bit snappier underfoot. So it's just light. So the fact that it's light means you can run a little bit faster in it, I reckon. Um, yep. And the cushion, for me, the cushion, I know you were saying that you felt like after 45 or so it was bottoming out a bit, but because um, mm. I hit hit the whole midsole, I reckon, to me, it, it never bottoms out that whole that whole long run. Um, it is nice, soft and light. Well, I wore it for 80 minutes today and it did feel really nice to wear it straight away from the get-go because it's so light. But I reckon, um, yeah, after 45 minutes, it was uh, it was bottoming out a little bit as well. It's half half pavement, half dirt. But I reckon when the pace lifts a little bit as well, you don't feel it as much bottoming out. I think it sort of acts better at a slightly faster pace. So, And uh, today for you, that was a, yeah, it's a slow pace for you. Like you ran about four and a half minute K pace, which for you for a long run is a bit... It's like recovery for you. So that's, um, I was interested to see you're not wearing like a traditional shoe for your longer run and whether you're just prepping the calves for maybe a, you know, more traditional flat in Vienna. I'm not sure what you're doing, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Wouldn't going back to flies. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a big dog move. Just putting on Would the be. old flats. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way to go to wear old flats though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So Tom... Tell me, like you had a massive workout yesterday, massive day. On Saturday, you ran 42K, I think you did. And then on Sunday, you've pulled out a really minimal type shoe when most people would pull out a shoe that maybe looks after them a bit more. Would you agree? Yeah. Do you think there's yeah. a risk there or, or what? Um, so this is when it comes down to experience and listening to my body. So I, I pulled up from um yesterday like fine 
like leg wise if anything i'm actually more concerned at the moment with getting the the latest and greatest injury a sacral stressy um uh. so i actually was thinking loading more distally would be better than me putting on a shoe that was i don't know too too big or structured um mm. i could wear like say for example i could have wore the vongo five and it probably would have been yeah fine and safe but um yeah like this sort of shoe i don't think like mm. my calves and my feet feel like really good touch wood at the moment um yep. so i was happy to wear a slightly less structured soft shoe because yeah i just That's... feel like lo- lower limb just just listen to my body basically if i like there has been weeks where like calves probably in the last marathon cycle like leading into um goldie mm. where my a couple of saturday sessions my calves were like rock hard yeah not an injury per se but just like yeah calves rock hard after the session and so yeah sunday i would wear a shoe that i don't know either a higher drop or more stable more traditional yeah. and are you worried by maybe the proximal injury the sacral stressy because the, the workout was <laughs> yeah. so long so long on saturday or were you actually having some like some back tightness and stuff from wearing no um, no not know, at all no, I've got no, no back no. Tight. i'm just yeah no i'm just i just know that um yep like I don't know. Like I'm wearing a lot of the, I'm wearing a lot more super shoe. I mean, it's just yeah. in the super shoe era. So I, I traditionally get all my injuries distal. Like yeah. I, I always get foot and ankle stuff. Mm. Um, but now that that feels all totally fine down there, I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe, maybe I'm going to get one of these <laughs> nice surprise, surprise, uh, uh, stressies up, up higher. So. Well, you're you working go. hard at it, doing a two and a half hour run after a 42 K day. Yeah, it's mm. not like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But the actual session, <laughs> the session volume wasn't huge. I've done like big, much bigger like sessions on a Saturday and still done long runs on Sunday. Yeah, I I have to bring this up. Not everyone here is the, obviously the group chat we have as well. But you mentioned uh, you, you did the workout yesterday, I think, in the uh, the V1 um, for yeah, uh, the, the, the next percent. And you said there's a you feel a distinct difference between the um, – the Vaporfly version one and the version two, which is that they're basically just, I guess, on paper, a changed upper, and it's not actually a midsole change. Mm. So can you, can you explain the what's going on there? Perhaps um, I think people could probably relate to you when you when you start to explain it. So I thought there was a difference, like when I got the new shoe, but I hadn't worn, um, hadn't been able to like I wasn't sure. But basically, last week I did a two by four k session in the mm-hmm. V two the next percent mm-hmm. v2 and then this week i did two by 6k in in the um in that went back to to a new v1 probably similar amount yeah. of k's in each shoe so i had i got a, yeah. a, a new, new pair of v1s as well and they're just like substantially different like it just it it feels um it just feels softer like the, the v1 just mm. feels like it's it absorbs it just it's nice and soft and i can feel the forefoot like deflecting and then you can actually feel that that compression and rebound and just the v2 just felt like still feels still it's still amazing shoe but it mm. just i could just definitely feel less of the uh the midsole compression basically do you uh, have, yeah. have you had a couple v1s have you had a couple v1s i've had th- i've got three yeah i've had three did you feel any variation amongst the V1s? Yeah. Um, one of them is a little bit softer than the other two. Um, but all three mm. are softer than this um, V2. <laughs> yeah. But one yeah. in particular is just oddly soft. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just I just think there is a little bit of variation. I did note that one of those was from a different factory. 
Um, so yep. I do think that there is like factory variation when they're doing the midsoles. Um, and mm. so they've obviously got specifications. They might just be producing it locally, but the PMAX, mm. it makes sense. Like it's never going to be a hundred percent. I don't think I don't, the same. How yep. did you know um, which factory it was from? Sockliner. Oh. Yeah, it just says, no, mm. I don't know the actual factory. It's just the country. So it's made in. Mm. Yeah. Where's so the like, country? Oh, you mean that you mean the, um, product tag just, on the sock? Liner. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, different yeah. country. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Different country. Yeah. Which country? Yeah. Uh, I think the China one was softer. Um, there was like, I think mm -hmm. Vietnam, and then one of them was China. I actually found that someone came in once to the clinic with a couple of pairs of the Epic React, and mm -hmm. she said, oh, this one just doesn't feel as good as the as the old one. Um, and the, the new one was for, yeah, I just... I don't know why I just I looked and I found that one of them was um, China, one was Vietnam mm. again, and, and mm. same same thing. That that newer one was a lot firmer than the yeah, other wow. one. Um, yep, like crazy difference that in that particular case it was weird. Yeah, it's there you interesting. go. Coming up, the uh, like how the different countries have been affected by COVID will affect which shoes are getting produced and and which aren't, mm. and a lot of the. January, February, March drops of shoes will just not happen. Uh, there'll be like a real shortage of footwear in the industry, um, yeah. especially the Vietnamese made shoes, which is like, well, I'm not sure of the ex exact sort of statistic, but from, from what we see in store, probably like 90% of shoes now in Vietnam. Um, yeah, wow. So yeah. if you bet you're better off, get, if, you're, if you're keen or you need to stock up, then get in probably before January because you might go missing. Or the shoes might is that across is that across brands or is there particular brands that are yeah, more affected? Definitely. Definitely across brands. We're hearing it from yeah. every brand. And it's gonna yeah. be it's it's a bit of carnage because like it's only just starting to really shape up because the brand the factories are still shut. They've been shut for like six, eight weeks or something, and they're not yeah, well. expected to open until maybe October. So it's mm. massive mm. problems. Yeah, okay. So Tom, you obviously prefer the softer midsole over the um the slightly firmer ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. got it. Which yeah, is sort of why you're not not uh not the big Alpha Fly fan, but you're a bit you're a bit of a um a, a meta speed sky fan. You'd be wearing that much yeah. for your workouts. Uh the week before, so three weeks ago I wore that one. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. um it's up there. Like I actually think it sits for me between the um I'm getting real picky here, but it sits between um, next percent V1 and next percent V2. Uh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous. But it does. But it does. It sits there. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I, I, um, I still haven't got the magic out of the, the Meta Speed Sky yet, but I, I think it went, I reckon it ran half a size small. So I reckon when I got to my, mm. like, my true to size 10, it sort of runs a bit small, and that's the only thing that interferes with it. So. But um, I, I agree that sort of is a, one of those shoes. And there was a paper that was re released recently as well, wasn't there, uh, in relation to looking at the economy but comparing super shoes. So, and you, you, you've read that, yeah. Tom. You want to give us a bit of a rundown on that because that probably matches your, your perceptions a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was a good study. So it was basically like they finally, someone's published a study comparing some other super shoes. So some of the other... Um, companies have obviously brought out shoes to compete with the uh, Vaporfly and Alphafly. And so um, until this one came out, it was just studies on uh, the Vaporfly versus traditional other traditional flats. So 
Yeah, this one was quite interesting. So there were seven, seven other super, seven super shoes, including mm -hmm. Alpha Fly, um, Vaporfly, Next Percent Two, Metaspeed Sky, Hocker Rocket X, Endorphin Pro, RC Elite. Um, RC Elite One. One, that's yeah, sick, yeah, RC Elite One. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a shame. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame they did that one. Um, yeah, it must. Was, they must have done the study yeah. about a year ago. By the time they got it published, they would have, the RC two would have been out at the time. I don't think. And so. no, no Adidas. So no Adidas. That's yeah, that's right. As well. But they used a control shoe. That was the hyperspeed, wasn't it? A six hyperspeed. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so it's quite interesting. So there was quite a bit of variability um, in, and there was like an average. Um, uh, like it basically averaged out there was like three tiers so the top mm -hmm. tier in terms of people that were most economical on average was yeah alpha fly the vapor fly and the r6 metaspeed sky so um that were top three then i think there was endorphin pro and um was it endorphin pro and the endorphin pro and the rc elite one rc um, elite one yeah, like we're in next the next second like the next mm. best and then the, the bottom tier was like the rocket x um the the, the brooks hyperion that's right brooks hyperion yep. temper uh brooks hyperion elite yeah and the control shoe were like the the worst performing like the the brooks yep. one was like on average like 0.2 percent mm. better or something than and, the and that was the hyperion that was the hyperion too as well that was the upgrade for that, the first that was one two, so. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what well, so I was, um, I was waiting for you to give me shit about the um the Hocker Rocket X because I like I yeah. like that shoe, but it's like only mm. I think it's zero point five percent better than the yep. Hyperspeed. Um, it's funny because that is exactly how I rate those shoes. Like, if you were mm. going to give me a list, like if you said, okay, pick the shoes you'd wear for your next race, right, pretty much regardless of the distance, if it was five k or longer, that's the order I'm going in. Alpha. Mm. Vapor, the Metaspeed, Saucony, RC1, and I've never even considered really the Hocker or the, the Brooks shoot. Um, yeah. It's just funny. And I think the RC2, if you chucked it in there, just based off that, would sit next to the RC6. But, but uh, dare, dare I say the, ex yeah. the experienced runners probably are intuitively selecting it almost in that order. There is obviously a bit of a sweet spot between those who prefer the Alpha and those who prefer the Vaporfly as well, and there's different running attributes that tend to match it. They were pretty much on par, weren't they? Like the the economy difference was insignificant. It was between three and two point five, wasn't it? Between the Alpha yeah. Vapor and the um the Meta Speed Sky. The really the really interesting thing I liked I had had a good close look at it was they they he published the um the subject specific data, so just mm. looking at like what each person what their response was to each shoe so there's a graph on there it's it's open access mm. anyone can sort of have a look at it um but yeah it was just interesting because um because obviously you, you guys both prefer the alpha than, than me mm. and looking at the subjects in this mm. it was um what was it it was something like half half so i think it was there was six six runners were more economical in the alpha um five were more economical in the vapor fly mm. and one was no different yeah. So it's did pretty it show, even, like, um, response. Yeah. Did it show the stats of the, of the the athletes? Like, was it faster runners who preferred the vapor, or or bigger the runners? That... I mean, the average study there were sixteen minute runners, weren't they, for five k? Yeah, they were all like pretty, uh, like within like one minute, sixteen minute five k within one minute. Um, uh, so they're all pretty equal, sort of. But yeah, there wasn't a like there wasn't sub. Uh, analysis of if there was a slightly faster runner that preferred it was they were all pretty much the same um level. they were yep yeah yep but it Which was interesting for that 
Yeah, I mean, it is interesting as well. Like you mentioned, Julian, there might be a difference with, um, if you mentioned Adidas, the, the Adios Pro 2, and even the the, the New Balance RC Elite mm-hmm. 2. They um probably gravitating towards um, closer to, but the, the study conclusion was the most interesting. It was sort of like, um, you know, this study shows that um, other brands haven't quite caught up with the, with the Vaporfly in terms of, well, Nike in terms of their, um, you know, in terms of their development and improving running economy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just like what we're seeing in store too based on sales, like people who have had multiples come back to the Nike at the moment. Um, mm. I think the New Balance RC is changing that. We're seeing people move from the Nike to the New Balance quite often and, and enjoy it. Um, mm. but, but yeah, Do you guys know why um, other brands aren't using paybacks? Like mm, Reebok a uses question. a little bit of the paybacks, but like it's, it just mm. doesn't make sense because it clearly is the – it's the midsole – compound that mm. makes the difference i'd say like maybe a little mm. bit of the geometry but it's clear the carbon plate isn't like the big factor in it you need you, you need a good we, we're not a, we're not a, we're not 100 percent convinced on that yet i mean the, the variations like the adidas wasn't in the study the adidas is, is is doing really well as well in terms of um the athletes that wear i mean the athletes that are sponsored by adidas are probably better anyway so they're probably more likely to win races but we just saw a dollar win the berlin marathon as well i'm pretty sure he was is he adidas as well mm-hmm Mm, and the guy that came in second as well. So we're seeing the Adios Pro. It's all wore the, the original sub two in his when he almost beat Kipchoge. Do you remember that? Mm, he wore the yeah. um, that real minimal oh. flat mm. when, he, when he challenged Kipchoge. Well, speaking about super shoes, wasn't today a great race to watch and and just see how other <laughs> factors are way more significant than the fucking shoes are? Like I just so we had Kip, we had Bikili running two oh six something, wasn't he, or two oh five maybe. Um, 206, I think, yeah. 206, and then mm. the, the winner was, what, 205? Um, yeah. And they're in super shoes, and they're running slow. Why? Because mm. it was a couple of degrees warmer, and the pacing yep. was a few seconds off. Okay, yep. no one's no one's out there talking about this, but mm. if, say it was a little faster, all of a sudden you get all the dickheads on Twitter talking about how this is cheating and it's bullshit and mm. asterisks, whatever, but they go to ground. Like, you mm. cannot... You can't have a, an argument one day and then just forget about it when it doesn't work in your favour. Well, it's interesting. I guess when the race is really hot from the start, you probably can't go with those top-end world world record paces unless you're in that environment, so the super shoe. But when the race becomes somewhat tactical, for example, the super shoe becomes less significant, doesn't it? So um, yeah. we see that, and we see that in track racing all the time as well. And there's been people publishing stuff or trying to at least have opinions on. The spikes, for example, we have no data if the spikes make a massive, massive difference. But we guess we have anecdotes that they make a big difference. But we're not seeing, um, you know, we're not seeing middle distance records disappear in the 800 because, you know, aerobic running economy isn't the biggest factor in middle distance running for 800s. Therefore, you know, the shoe's not going to make as big a difference there. Uh, maybe economy is more important in the 1500, the 5K and 10K. So maybe the dragonfly makes a difference there. As soon as you grab more variables, the shoe becomes less significant, doesn't it? Mm. Yep, yep. Mm. But no Absolutely. one cares. Nah, they are, they're easy to talk about. Easy, absolutely easier than easy drugs, cheap. mate. E- low, easier than low hanging yeah. fruit. The shoe chat. Mm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, it certainly is. So that's an interesting thing for the for the paper though as well. And actually, one thing I wanted to bring up there was a I saw an interesting tweet, um, and they were talking a bit about how one day they think these super shoes will tend to regress in their popularity, and we'll see sort of like. Um, People go back to more traditional shoes and 
in saying that, we're seeing shoes like uh, the Streak Fly that's being released um, in the next, I, I don't know if you know what it is, probably in the next year or half a year. And out of that, building the Takumi Sen 8, which um, I think was associated with the records, the female records in the Adidas show. Um, they ran a 5K and, and 10K record. It's a similar shoe to the Adios Pro 2, but it's cut down by six mils. Um, similar substance and, and compound. So do you think do you think people will find a happy medium? They'll, the shoe will come down a little bit below 39 mils from the Alpha Fly and they'll just start to define preference from the athletes' movement patterns more so now? Um, yeah, I think like we're already seeing in the store a demand for, for traditional flats again because mm. the super shoes have their limitations and we see that yeah, when someone's running off-road, like we want to go train on the dirt, but all of a sudden the exposed foam's getting torn open. Um, mm. We can't turn corners very well. On the track, it's illegal, so we don't, it's mm. too bouncy. someone might be finding it too bouncy or maybe it's just too expensive and someone doesn't want to spend that money. So but that must be hard. That must be hard for you guys because there's not many traditional flats oh, on the market. So hard. Yeah. Mm. Like we have a really tough time now finding a traditional flat uh, mm. that's any good. Like there's some expensive ones that aren't very good. Again, like in store now, uh, we have the Takumi Sen from Adidas. It's probably the best ones sitting there. Yep. But in a few, like we've had the Asics Hyperspeed in the past, it was quite good. Um, but that was during the real super shoe trend and, or like the, the mm. purple patch but going back like the brands have just moved away from it but and yeah. there's a second category like you've said that might not be track legal um mm. but are, are going to be a little bit more uh firm underfoot and you can feel the ground more and you can be a little bit more connected and that's that's going to open up and i think there is a space for that well it sounds like tommy would be wearing that shoe in a heartbeat I'm, I'm uh, I, the, the shoe. It's exciting me. I, I actually want to try the Puma um, <laughs> DV8 Nitro Elite because it's yeah. It's, you're saying Julian, it's like a mini super shoe. It's like a lower stack, but people mm. are saying it's like real soft. So I like soft, and it's it's as light. It as, it's I think it's lighter than the next than the Vaporfly by a few grams or something. Yeah, a mm. couple of grams. Yeah, I've I've had a pair. Like obviously, I, I got it when my knee was bad, so I gave it to a friend. Mm. And he ran a um, he ran a lap lap of the lake PB the uh, yesterday. Um, so he's so pretty it was the happy. shoe then. The shoe gave him the PB. Shoe, yeah. I think he could have gone faster if he wore his other shoes, but he, <laughs> he's happy with it. He doesn't know much about shoes, give, mm. like, but he he's happy with it. And like, yeah, I, I put it on. I had a little walk around. I thought, oh, this not as much phone as what I'm used to in a race shoe. Yeah, but it didn't like it. Sure. It certainly felt like the phone was good. Surely that there will be like like the like the well that's that's the, payback that's paybacks isn't it that's paybacks yeah yeah that's paybacks I mm, thought that was what yeah. another one of the nitrogen infused ones like the Brooks oh, it feels like paybacks like it really okay. it feels mm. like paybacks um, okay I've seen it I've seen an, an image actually of mm. of a bigger Puma like an Alpha style Puma or a Primex style mm. Puma mm. yeah I've just seen like a so it's in the background of someone's shoe shoe like pile um so it's coming good surely there is going to be just on the the traditional flats like traditional flats surely should just be they should bring more in the market just some lower stack stuff but with the new foams like yeah. the takumi mm. send eight definitely yeah but like yeah. more because that makes yeah. sense just dragonfly without spikes yeah. something like that mm. yeah, yeah dragonfly without spikes would be awesome mm. yeah I, th I thought that's i, I kind of was hoping that's what the hyperfly would be you mean a streak fly? Streak fly? Oh, streak fly, mm. yeah. Mm. 
We just oh, it's, a bit, it's, it's a bit more. It's a bit more. It's a bit more. <laughs> Who knows what it's called? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It's more super chewy than that. It's mm. sort of it's earned on the side of thickness compared mm. to what we okay. kind of thought it might be if they were going for like a, a like a track legal flat. But that'll, I did a session in the Mayflies the other, the other week. I told you guys, <laughs> I, I did a session been, in the Mayflies. <laughs> My calves, like, <laughs> I think I was just doing, what was I doing, like three, two, one minutes or something, and my calves were getting, like, sore and tight mid-session. If I did, did that you, um, session in the Dragons, they they feel fine. So, like, this is where, like, wearing a traditional flat versus spike, like, this, this, mm. the, new, the new spike is more predictable. Protect, uh, protective than my marathon mm. flat was ridiculous yeah. well, while we're on that as well there was a new study released they looked at like teenage athletes um training you know they looked at they did a survey study with swedish track athletes they looked at injury risk within um adolescence and they they started looking at spikes um and there was a bit of an association between kids that were training less than six hours per week over two hours over two weeks so like three hours a week but those kids who were wearing spikes quite often were like eightfold likely to get more injuries whereas wow. uh kids who obviously trained over six hours per fortnight so just more training load got the similar sort of effect as well so i guess the question begs you know how much do spikes play a role in terms of one sustainability and two um you know protective you know you put this on twitter and then all the barefoot people came out saying if you're not wearing spikes often enough your risk of injury is going to be high whereas people were saying actually if you're wearing spikes often enough you're going to get injured so why would you do that so people were coming from both ends but now, like you mentioned there, the dragonfly and the new super spikes are different to what they were historically. So, you know, that study, whether that, you know, that might be semi-void now in 2021 compared to what it was in 2015 when spikes were like, you know, the air victories were, sorry, the victories were low, the matumbos were relatively low. Um, but now spikes have more substance than, you know, as you said, as than a mayfly. So uh so how, mm. much, how, how, how much you know preparing for track season now this becomes a common question you know how much how often do you need to wear your spikes to prepare for track running but not get injured well let, I think let's throw it to tommy yeah because yeah, because you are probably preparing to a degree mm. for potentially a track season yeah well yeah yeah hopefully um I think now, yeah, now more than ever, you, you, it's safer to wear spikes if you're using one of these new spikes with the new foams. Um, I even think, like, so even compared to, say, um, the Streak, um, what are they, the Streak 8s? Were they Is it up to Streak 8? 7. Streak 7. Mm. 7. 7, I think. Um, mm. I, I almost feel like when you're doing VO2 max stuff, so you're doing short reps where you're not really making much heel contact, um, and you're really up on the forefoot. Um, having like softness for me, so like the dragonfly feels like more protective than mm. than a streak, or yeah, like I said, the mayfly, um, just because it's it's this new foam. Mm. Um, so, but do you really need that, to wear it for? Do you really need to wear it for workouts and not to to be able to handle it on race day and not get injured? Do you need to train? What's them? the alternative? So the alternative would be wearing like a, more of a super shoe. Absolutely, or just wear know. a traditional flat, I suppose. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think some mm. of the traditional flats aren't any more protective mm. than the new spikes. Yeah, yeah. but so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, would there be any case now in 2021, would you ever wear a traditional spike? You know, like a, I don't know if they exist anymore, Julian, do you sell traditional spikes anymore or, or is it they're, they're all more, super spikes? Yeah, because a little athletics athlete coming in mm. who's, who's in the under-12s, 
They're mean, not going to buy a Dragonfly or an like an Air Zoom Victory. But unfortunately, they're... you know, this is the issue. This is the study reveals that these kids who wear wear their spikes too often get yeah. more injuries. I mean, then you're suddenly weighing up a spike that costs maybe eighty bucks, but then they go to the physio and spend eighty bucks. So why didn't you spend one hundred and sixty bucks and buy a you know a mini super shoe? You would have saved some money. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know, availability you... is one reason. That, yeah, true. That the shoes the shoes go really quickly, and and also in that size that a lot of these junior athletes, they're like if you see the release of these spikes, you say. Say a certain store might get fifty pairs, but yep. a, a, the the size curve sort of goes like this. Where yep. on one end is there might be a couple of pairs of junior mm. sizes, couple of pair of the big size 13, 14 hoofs, mm. and then in the middle you've got eight, nine, ten, eleven, and yep. and and so out of that training group, maybe two people get that spike, um, yep. and the rest mm. they, they they use a traditional spike that they could buy eight, um, mm. like that they could buy for a hundred bucks, whatever, and and I mean, their parents are happy. Mm. The coaches are happy because they're in spikes. This coach doesn't yep. really know about spikes. So as long yeah, as yeah. it's a spike they can use on the track and, and do jumping yeah. in or whatever, they're happy. And yeah, so it is probably just, there's probably not as much enough education around how to use them. Because we, What's that? we see, sorry, we see kids that buy their spike on the Friday night, put it on Saturday morning and spend the whole day in it. They walk mm. around okay. everywhere. They, they do every event. They they jog it beforehand. They run down to the mm. canteen, canteen wearing their spike. That's mm. the problem, probably. So, so some of these yeah. super spikes, for example, you know, make sense, don't they? Even at, at junior level. Like, I mean, I know um, there's probably some, you know, people against it. Perhaps maybe wearing the spike itself is going to, you know, reduce physical attributes you can develop by wearing less shoe. But I guess if you can train more in them and reduce risk of injury, the, the more is more important, isn't it? You can you can do more work in them. So. I mean, but there aren't many available outside of the Nike range. You know, I'm, I've got a prototype ASICs. I know I saw a photo uh, or a video on Instagram from uh, or you, you sent to us, um, Julian, on, on Ellie wearing the new New Balance that are coming out. And they looked fantastic. They looked like about, you know, 24.5 mils of midsole. They looked a bit more than a dragonfly. And um, they looked like something I'd want to put on and wear for 5 to 10Ks. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to change soon. Mm, that was good. Mm. Yeah, it's going to change. Mm. There's going to be a few more in the market. It's just like the super shoe thing. There'll be some competitors and no one will go back to the traditional area until... When you're talking about like injury risk and shoe wear, this is where I find like... Like when I was a junior and I had mm. like all my coaches, that, that was there. They were really helpful in that situation like helping mm. you decide what shoe to wear for what session so i assume it's harder if you're if you're coaching someone um not face to face but if you're if you're down there with your athletes what do you what do you guys reckon i mean i think that's you must have some educated coaches to, tom because we, we we see coaches who have no idea about how to um to re, like to prescribe shoes for i mean if someone has you yeah. know 10 by 400 that 12 years of age you know they're probably better off wearing a pair of racing flats for that sort of stuff as opposed to wearing a pair of spikes and if they've got a race coming up two days mm. down the track but you know they're not aware of that at the time and um you need to have you know someone suggesting one way or the other until you either learn one way or the other someone tells you or you find mm. out the hard way perhaps or you survive it yeah well talk to your yeah. shoe salesman they'll help you <laughs> is that your job <laughs> it's our job it's what we want to do <laughs> or you True. People yeah. don't come to us until they're injured, though. So we're yep. not preventative. We should be preventative, <laughs> but we're not preventative. So mm, I always right. tell people the best way to prevent a foot injury is um, if you're getting tight sore calves, start protecting before your foot starts hurting. 
Mm. Yeah. 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 It's a good good, It is. Uh, Julian, what are you going to wear when you return back to running? Well, have you returned back to any running yet? Oh, I did one session. I did a 30 second on a minute walk. I did that 11 yeah. times around the block with, um, yeah. So that was, that was actually. What shoes? What fun. shoes got the, ple- wore, the privilege of this? I needed something super <laughs> alpha simple. <fly. laughs> <laughs> I should have. <laughs> I didn't want to walk in the alpha fly. That's embarrassing. Um, mm. I wore the peg 37. Yeah. Because I had the Kipchoge mm. model yellow no green and red and white and looks so clean and i've been eyeing it off for like the last month as i walk past it every day and go oh that shoe looks mm. like it wants to be running and so <laughs> it, it got it it got some 30 second reps and <laughs> um felt fine of course it felt fine there were 30 second reps mm. uh, but i've been in the gym a bit and so i brought my gym shoe to show you all oh is that a metcon oh, this one years metcon. ago this is a metcon i think this is a metcon <laughs> nice. one mm. Maybe. No, yeah, surely yeah. not tell. one. It looks too new. It's pretty old. Mm. How do you tell? I think it'd be on the sock liner or in the tab. So this is from, um, if you look, you can see the, the date that it was produced. I've got some terrible light here. Oh, yeah, it's not that old. 2019. That's yeah. not that old. That's um, not old. So the idea behind the Metcon was it is a gym shoe. Uh, it's sort of designed for someone who's doing like CrossFit F45 type workouts. Um, underneath it, you can sort of see it's like a real sticky outer sole. So if you're doing mm. jumping, like hurdles, sled pushes, uh, that kind of stuff, then you've got a lot of grip. Um, it's actually really stable. You can sort of see at the back here, it's got this like flaring. Um, so your foot's not going to roll one way or the other because it's really mm. quite solid out the back of the heel. Um, again, so if you're jumping, that's where you're going to um, mm. get the stability from. Super, pretty strong heel cup. Um, this yep. sort of this midsole wrap keeps your foot well in the shoe. Again, side to side stuff, and the upper is so tough because mm. people used to climb ropes and that in CrossFit or whatever. And so this this is like to stop you from wearing your shoe out, all this extra rubber. Uh, it's And inside it, it has this inner sole. Like, it's amazing how much thought goes into the, just a gym shoe. But at the back, it's a real like it's an EVA. It's a hard yep. foam at the back. And at the front, it's really soft. And so if you're squatting in the shoe, you have substance underneath your heel. And so you can get more of a wedge. Uh, Julian, I have to tell you this. I, I had a patient the other week who requested uh, – Ortho mechanical device to go into their to their Metcon, and I said, mate, I have to um see what Metcon you have because I know if you pull the insole out of the shoe, it's the whole shoe, it's the midsole, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon I reckon the Kobe Bryant's used to be the same. They used to be identical. You pulled the insole out, it was like a, a Lunaron midsole, but the insole was the Lunaron midsole. Yeah, so you yeah. pull it out, and then suddenly it was just rubber on the front. I said, mate, you can't you can't put something ortho mechanical in here unless <laughs> we reinforce it with like you know lots and lots of foam because this is your whole shoe. We take this out. You can't, you know, yeah. you got to, you're standing on rubber. So you are standing on rubber, exactly. There's no foam. So mm. through the shoe here, this is just full. This is like, how do I show it? You can just push in. You can just mm. do whatever you want with that. Um, yeah. Are you selling the shoe? No, 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 no. We're not selling no. it. But okay. I just got it because I was in the gym a bit. And I mean, I, I'm, I see the new ones come out. I'm like, oh, I could get one of them. And then I the, they like, come with um they come with heel lifts, don't they? As well, Different they do. Ones. Yeah, they, they do. Just, yeah. I think they're no, like, like eight that. mil, eight mil heel lifts. They're pretty yeah. big. 
And well, so, you got to do yeah. that. Like, it's got to be a transition. You know, if that lifting, you know, you know how CrossFit works. Some days they do Metcons and some days they do compound lifting and they wear lifting shoes. So it's like a halfway yeah. transition. You yeah. go from a, you know, a two inch stack from a lifting shoe to, to no stack at all. You wonder why people get Achilles in surgical tendonitis. So, oh, there's mm. people that run in this thing and th- this is not a shoe to run in. Like, <laughs> they, they don't change their shoes when they go to the gym or they do their CrossFit and then they got like 800 meter reps for the day, part of the workout. This you sounds, like, sounds like a sounds like a netballer. No offense to netballers who listen to this show, but uh, yeah. netballers just love wearing their netball shoes for running. So, yeah. All right, Nita, that's all me. What are you up to? What are you wearing, uh, mate? I, I strained uh, a hamstring uh, about four three weeks ago on a duathlon, so the multi sport event, which is disappointing in a run leg. You know, now pair of alpha flyers, by the way. So that's your um, for doing a duathlon. Yeah, no, That's but true. I've been back. I'm back yeah. to about six, 60 k's of running, and uh, the shoe I've been enjoying the most for volume has been actually two. I've been swapping between um, the Vongo Fire, but also gone back to the um, the Nova Blast Two. Um, and maybe oh, yeah. maybe I maybe I didn't prefer the Nova Blast Two as much as the original model. Uh, I preferred having the higher pitch in the first model. So, and the second model has like an eight mil pitch, but a bit more in the forefoot, I think. So. Um, yeah, and long story short, I've been loving it. Just took a couple of miles to run into it as well. And um, today I trialed eighty minute run in the um, uh, the, the Rebel the Rebel Two, and uh, I don't think that's built for a long time, Tom. I don't know how you ran two and a half hours in it, but I think it's built mm. for like that thirty to sixty minute run for most people um, with a couple of surges or an up tempo pace. But um, besides that, like I've I've done, I did a couple runs. I, I got given uh, a Asics GT two thousand, uh, the tenth version, which I think you guys get in stock pretty soon, Julian. Or oh, do you have already selling it? They've had it for a, a few weeks. Yeah. And at first, you know, I reckon when when um, Jason from Asics came into the into the uh, to the clinic to show us the shoe, it was really soft in the forefoot. Like I think there was a bit more substance to it than um, than the Kano, but it was a different foam. But when I got my size ten and been going for a run, compared to every other shoe, it just it feels very ASICS tr- traditional and very firm. So it's, yeah, so it's hard to wear. So um, so I passed that shoe off to my nephew already just as a bit of a, a jockey shoe for him. Christmas and so that present. Like, Christmas present, yeah. So I don't really know what to say. Like yeah, I, I know a lot of people fun. fall in fall in love with that shoe, but um, that, that shoe, the foam, that, that's the best that foam's ever been though on that shoe, I think. It's just yeah, the geometry yeah. of the shoe. I mean, they've taken the trussics out of it and they've used a, what do they call light truss or whatever it is as their yeah, mid yeah. foot and it's a bit more stable via surface area but and a bit softer but it just still feels firm and i'm just not sure if it's um relative to other shoes i've worn and you know someone asked a question one of the listeners asked a question where the foams can go um, bad as they get older as well and so i put on a, like a next percent so no an old vaporfly four the other day and i put it on and I have, haven't worn the shoe i actually bought the shoe from you julian back in 2018 i reckon um it was like a red like the red knitted fly knit upper and i thought oh geez this feels firm and then i put it on compared to the alpha fly and that's why it felt firm so i couldn't tell you if the foam's getting old but all the shoes are getting so soft now and every shoe i wear is um it's just feeling too hard so wearing a nova blast wearing a rebel 2 um but surprisingly i find the rebel i swear he called the vongo 5 really soft in the forefoot so i don't know if you guys yeah. find the same yeah forefoot's soft nice and yeah. soft so I'm going to let this cat out. This cat's, can you hear this cat? Yeah, I, I, I tried yeah. to wear the GT2000. I only got about... <laughs> I thought it was the baby. I only got about 80K weird... into it and had to give up. Mm. What, the... Um, which one, sorry? 
That damn cat, man. Jesus. The GT. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the GT 2000. You gave up on it. Yeah. You normally like average shoes. Yeah, <laughs> just... <laughs> I actually have a question for you, Tom. You've been wearing Reebok you know I like still. Soft. It was not been... soft. Have you been wearing Reebok at all? I have, mate. I have. Mm. I've stopped <laughs> mentioning it because you just give me shit every time I mention it. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've wanted a little. Yeah. Yep. Do you know what shoe it's that good. I've worn it's, this? It's uh, not this like. Up... Oh. So you go. You go. No, no. Go for it. The one shoe that I've worn this last last month that I've really enjoyed, I've worn it for a couple of like rep sessions, getting back into strides to rehab the hamstring and did some 300s in it on Friday night. It was the Rebel 1. I thought the Rebel 1 was a shoe that was pretty responsive, had a pretty good grip. The upper was relatively light. The Rebel 2 and the Rebel 1 are very different. And the Rebel 1 has sort of like oh, was yeah. I built, built for short reps, I reckon. It wasn't really built for long running. Um, and the Rebel 2 has definitely evolved into a shoe of a bit of, dare I say, falls into a bit of nothing category. You can jog in it, you can tempo in it, you can do some reps in it, and it's a bit of an in-between shoe. It's probably easier to sell, probably Julian, you reckon, or I don't know? Uh, we've gone okay with both, actually, because the shoe does feel good on the foot, and so mm. that's a normally good test of what if it'll sell or not, just straight up. But you're right, like if someone wants a fast shoe, they buy a fast shoe. If someone wants mm. a safer shoe, they buy a a bigger, more cushioned, stiffer shoe, but that's okay. Like there are there are people that want those in between shoes, and um, there's more than I thought because I don't want that shoe. Like mm. I don't want an in between shoe. But yep. it, I'm I'm starting to work out after five years of having a shoe store, people don't always want what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, Tom, Tom is a pretty good example. Blowing my mind, but there's also there's other people out there in this world that and mm. so people that like Mizuno. Yeah, yeah, like Brie, Brie used to jog in the um, the Tempo Next Percent, and I just thought, like I despise that shoe, and she mm. runs in it and loves mm. it, and like yeah. a lot of people it. like it. I, yeah, mm. but I could never get it. Like, like I'm surprised you don't like it, Tom. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I've, I haven't got a pair. I, I wouldn't yeah. know. Um, but, uh, I, the Rebel, the Rebel V2. Yeah, it's turned from I think a set more of a like a traditional session shoe to an actual like for me, it's more of a jogging shoe. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't really use it as a set. I use it for one session and it was okay, but it's not a session shoe for me. It's just like a mm-hmm. either short, easy run for a bit of fun because it's soft and light. Or yeah, I can do long runs in it because I can just can tolerate it well. It's comfy, but mm-hmm. um, I reckon for most people, it's just a good like lightweight, soft, short, easy shoe if they just want a bit of fun right. on their shorter. I got a. Oh, that's enough on the Rebel 2. That thing's dominated in chat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear it, no, so I can't comment on it. Um, I've got a question for you guys. If a customer or well, a patient would come in to see you and they come in for shoe advice, they don't have any injuries, and they said, I do a lot of walking, what should I look for in a, in a shoe to do walking in versus a shoe that someone would run in? Um, firstly, Tom, like what, what advice would you provide straight up to, to that, that, that patient? So it, I would still suggest a run, I would still suggest a running shoe, but it Why? would Why? be, it wouldn't be, um, because they just aren't, I just like, I would say the materials and the construction of a running shoe is for most people more suitable for, for walking than some of the walking shoes, in terms of just comfort and mm. like, and there's not that many like 
shoes marketed as a walking shoe, like how many are there? Are there that many? No, no. no. So you have I more, mean, you have more options. So, so you know, the, the person can then can try on more options of shoe mm-hmm. because they're in the running shoe market. They can try on a number of shoes that would match their walking gait and, and comfort walking. Um, but the thing is, I wouldn't. The problem is now with with a lot of these um, running shoes that are high stack, really soft foams, is they are then a bit of a risk for walking. So I would say probably the walking shoe is more of a traditional running shoe. <laughs> we lost Nida. No, no, we're back. back. He's back. Hey, mate. So yeah, I, I would just say like they're just going to be ca- caution now with the running shoes and which which style of running shoe. Like it would probably make more mm-hmm. sense to be one of the more um, traditional stack, like not too high and not too soft. Yep. And just I, keep it as I remember as going, that. and they just try on a range. I remember going back to some of the SMA conferences, Sports Medicine Australia conferences, when AS- ASICs were the, the they're still the the key sponsor for those events. And back then they had the uh, the gel Ballarat, I think it was, and the gel Melbourne. They were pure walking shoes, and off memory, they were they were lower stack generally. I think they were, might be lower pitch as well. They were traditionally leather, like a leather upper, Julian. Like they weren't anything sort That's of right. synthetic. And uh, so they're a bit heavier. And the Melbourne was specifically built for people with medial knee OA, trying to make the outside of the shoe a little bit um, denser to try and reduce medial knee load, which I, I guess the concept of them trying to make them lower pitch and lower stack probably does paint the picture of what you would use for a walking shoe. You probably don't need as much substance for it, but they still just didn't feel any more comfortable. They probably felt less comfortable than a running shoe did. And the issue is, is that comfort ends up selling the shoe, doesn't it? So, mm-hmm. um, and um, while there's probably a mechanical reasoning for, for saying walking and running is a different, uh, I don't think it's you're able to use those justifications to the general consumer to be able to sell a shoe that's a bit different either. So it became difficult. So those shoes come and go relatively yeah. often. In the hiking world, it's probably different. You know, Merrill probably sell a lot of walking shoes. They're low pitch, low stack. Um, you know, they're closer to the ground, walking through the trails, but so are trail running shoes as well. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I still think, you know, traditionally people who are walking for long periods of time, I think the same the same things exhibited for running. You know, if you're a bigger person, you put more shoe on your foot. If you're a less person, you don't need as much shoe on your foot, but it's usually a running shoe because there's more options, there's more comfort. And if you like leather, well, most running shoes that are really popular sort of fall into the leather category, like the Addiction Walker, the Dyad, mm-hmm. they come in leather. I think the Sacconi is it the Echelon, yeah, as well as like a yep, that's a Walker. So, I mean, these populations usually for people who are a bit you know elderly, trying to keep themselves active and reduce metabolic disease, and the shoe just accommodates a bit more body mass, doesn't it? Yeah, and it sort of fits the, I, I guess the aesthetic that that kind of customer might be looking for as well. They don't want it. Mm. It's almost like they're catering for someone who who purposely doesn't want to look athletic by putting mm. these big mm. leather uppers on them. And um, like that is most of the time, if, if we have a, a walker come in and they're not really concerned with aesthetic at all, which mm. which is like, if you're going to exercise, you don't really want leather. Your foot won't breathe. You'll get very sweaty. Um, Absolutely. And it's heavy. So you're, you're wearing mm. a heavy shoe and you're still lifting your foot all those times. So you, yeah, but if like you walk we, through the grass, Julian, you don't get a foot, we don't get a wet foot. Yeah. <laughs> People are so concerned with a waterproof shoe. It, it's, mm. it's it, like every third customer we have to um, chat about if what, why the shoe's not waterproof. Um, and, and sure, there are some waterproof shoes out there, but it's, it's not as important as you need. And, and no. we're seeing a lot of hikers now transition to trail shoes. Yeah like trail running shoes and they can't believe mm. how light they are and the grip they still get mm. and the cushion they get like they're hiking Absolutely. Shoes are so hard, so uncomfortable and heavy. Mm. 
and they have to carry them in packs if they're like traveling and um, like they don't dry because they're waterproof. So inside I mean, them, they just get clammy. And in Australia, that makes sense. A different story if you're walking in Nepal, right? But you, you know, if people that are walking in Nepal are usually, especially right now, not walking in Nepal right now if you're from Australia. So, yeah. um, so it makes sense. You can probably try and people are trying to um, be a little bit more um, well, they're purchasing related to, to comfort, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's and once someone in one of those walking groups gets a shoe that that that, that like they're happy with, say a trail shoe. Uh, like a, a Hoka trail shoe, like they're just so popular with those longer bushwalkers now. Um, mm. and it just spreads, yeah. and then you'll never see them go back to a trail like a hiking shoe again. Never ever, unless they're like you said in Tassie and they're they're knee deep in mud for half the trip. That's probably absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yep. All right, oh, good. That's well, that's pretty, pretty good, guys. What do you got planned this week, Tom? Um. Probably, uh, what have I got? No, nothing. Just a bit of a, I'll probably have a bit of a cruisy week this week, training wise. I've had, mm-hmm. I've built up to like some, yeah, I think I've built up to what 185k this week. So mm. I'll probably hover around this or dip down a little bit for a week or two. Yeah, you don't want to get um, criticized by Julian tomorrow either. So you better, better just take it easy. So critical. Jeez. I like just, barbing just you. I like, huh? I like barbing you. <laughs> I think it's fair to say. I bit, I bit hard. Yeah. I think it's fair to say we're we're both pretty envious of what you're doing at the moment. Yeah, fucker. If you get injured, then we then you lose. We lost all three of us. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're no, the only one holding us up here, making us look good. And Julian, your breeze due Friday. Is that right? Due on Friday, so this will probably come out good Monday. Yeah, I've got a treadmill picking it up tomorrow. So nice. that if I have to run at home, then I will. Uh, hey, so shoes, shoes, shoes feel different on treadmills, mate. Yeah. Well, like mm. better, you reckon? Or worse? Yeah, I think I think you could just, you know, that's the sort of shoe you probably can wear a New Balance Rebel 2 for two hours and not really be too concerned by it. Maybe. Maybe oh, I'll maybe. get one. Yeah, maybe. They look, yeah. they look good. I got to tell you a story though that now you're going to be a dad, Julian. I hope it all goes pretty comfortably. But like Zara, like when we're changing nappy, she's at 13 months old now. In the last few months, she's been really frustrated by it. Like she'll just yell at you when you're changing a nappy. So, like her one of her change tables is under like my shoe collection, and so every time I grab a shoe and I give her a shoe, and she just holds it and she sort of like either chews on the laces or looks around it, and I'll, I'll talk her through the shoe. Anyway, this morning, the first time ever. She, I gave her a shoe, and out of all the shoes I grabbed her, I grabbed a 5280. You know, they're, like, completely white and, like, mesh upper. Oh. And, uh, you know, took the <laughs> nappy up. It was real bad. It's the first time she's thrown the shoe, and it's landed straight in the nappy. Oh, no. And uh, that shoe, the upper fell in the nappy, the midsole fell in the nappy as well. And I've already washed it once after um, uh, after a cross-country, like, in the wash. You shouldn't do that. And the midsole felt firmer after. And I washed it again today, and the midsole feels... It's terrible. It's, it's done. The shoe's done. Oh, so, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Just trying to educate a young kid on footwear, and she threw it in the shit. So, fifty-two eighty. Let's hope the uh, the new LDX uh, spike from New Balance <laughs> is uh, more, you know, more accepted. So, so, why isn't she changing her nappies herself? <laughs> well, well, part of the worst part of that one year, mate, they start eating food, so the nappies become a bit more interesting as well. So, <laughs> mate, it's yeah. like a, it's a wrestling match to just change a nappy. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially when they get a bit older, no yeah. doubt. So, 
Yeah. yeah. Best of luck, though, mate. We're thinking of you and, and Bree as well. I hope it goes all really well. So. Thank you. Thanks, boys. Take care, guys. Good to chat cool. to you again. You guys have a good week. See you later. You too, mate. See you later. See ya. Cheers. <laughs>